0: Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Dominican Dimensions, a half-hour of lively discussion about Catholic issues from a Dominican perspective, featuring the friars from St. Patrick Church in Columbus. And now, Dominican Dimensions.
1: Welcome to the Dominican Dimensions, a half-hour of lively discussion about uh, Catholic issues from a Dominican perspective. My name is Father Stephen Dominic Hayes, and I'm a friar at St. Patrick Parish in Columbus. Today I'm joined in the studio by Brother Bartholomew Calvano, who is one of our student brothers uh, down at the House of Studies, and a deacon. Uh, and uh, we have an interesting discussion, I think, today about uh, fiction. You know, Normally we're talking about truth, but today we're talking about fiction. So let's begin in prayer. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. So, brother, um, this was sort of your suggestion, and uh, maybe we can begin here. I, I think fiction is an interesting topic. Normally we think of the faith as definitely nonfiction, and the subject of this uh, our usual broadcasts are all about truth and divine truth, but mm-hmm. I think you've got some interesting insights from the conversation we had setting this uh, program up. Mm-hmm. So why don't you talk about your own experience of fiction and why it's important?
0: Yeah, so um, uh, I I grew up reading a lot of fiction, uh, mostly actually sci-fi and fantasy. Uh, so the, the idea that fiction uh, holds truth in it even though a lot of the details about fiction are false, uh, fiction is still communicating a truth. The author is trying to tell something to the reader. Uh, the, the individual details may not be any sort of historically accurate, but there's an underlying message. There's a, a characterization of humanity that comes through in fiction. And I think for the Christian – one of the things that helps us to know more about God is to know more about humans, to know more about human beings, because we're made in the image of God. And fiction helps us to understand more about a character, uh, a person which the author has constructed from his experience of humanity. Um, And this is particularly helpful for people who are still young, who are still learning about the world, because they haven't experienced a lot of situations. And books, fiction, give you the opportunity to learn more about uh, what's out there in the world and how different people react to different situations. And then you can come to learn what are good ways to react to situations and what are bad ways.
1: We, I think uh, stories and storytelling have been mm-hmm. part of the human race since our beginnings. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, this is, of course, how the scripture Teaches. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it's very hard, for instance, to keep um, algebraic equations in your mind or in your interest, for that matter, Um, although uh, I think they're harder to memorize. I think uh, string theory, um, grand historical uh, treatises, uh, but stories you can tell to children and they can get something out of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I said, this is, I think, how the way the Bible works. Mm-hmm. So, and there's always, when in the storytelling, there's also, there's always more going on than there the action of the story. There is the the storyteller mm-hmm. who has a point of view, which comes through not only in the selection of the material, but in the the way the the mode by which the material is. Um, presented i 'm just sort of thinking about you know a crackling fire you know in a, in a hall full of warriors hushed at the story of ancient tales of heroes with a bard and his five stringed harp in the middle of the room. but uh, I think it works for other other genres of of communication of the storytelling so you have the, no. the the told story, but then you have it committed to paper now I think you know if you look at something like the Norse sagas you'll find, um, would we call it fiction? Would we call it, would we call it history? Because it's a mixture of both. I don't think fiction necessarily – we have a genre in our age called historical fiction. Absolutely. We have alternative histories.
0: Yes, yeah. Harry Dove is a great example That's of that. That's right. <laughs>
1: and uh, in my, my age, Lord Darcy, the Lord Dar- Darcy detective story is happening <laughs> in a parallel world where – um, Richard the Lionheart never died of his wound, and the goads of, of the laws of magic were codified by St. Hilary. but that's another <laughs> discussion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we all come from different ages. But um, I think here, you know, you if you look even at something like a novel, which presumably, although set in a period, for instance, um, what would be a, a novel that you would find interesting?
0: So uh – Novels that are popular at the House of Studies are Mm -hmm. the Jane Austen novels in Uh particular, and those are all set in uh, kind of the Victorian England time period. So um, they're they're set in that period, but these are obviously all uh, fictional characters, um, but very much uh, demonstrating the the society of the time and being very accurate to the uh, the. The personalities, the actions of what someone at that time would have been mm-hmm. uh, doing, and really trying to to comment on society um, through the lens of how society affects a person
1: and at the same time shaped
0: yes. you know by the by the author
1: mm-hmm. uh, into in some ways probably a a pure purer Instrument of whatever mannerism or emotion or vice or virtue that mm-hmm. the author is interested in expressing, then you would find I, I find most people amazing bundles of contradiction, but oftentimes the characters in mm. in novels are are less complicated.
0: Yes, yes,
1: to a twin right. end.
0: Yes, certainly, because uh, you you need that uh, that simplification to make really concrete what this this trait of this person uh is is there for um and to either laud it or to uh denigrate it depending on whether it's in a the the hero or in the villain uh, essentially Mm -hmm. um and so the we we learn to grow in virtue actually from from reading stories as we as long as we can recognize the virtue in the first place um we're able to to see which characters are more virtuous, and to see how uh, how that virtue got, directs their life, and how when they oftentimes the, the good the huge turning point as a novel is when they've abandoned whatever virtue they're characterized by their their great fall, and then the rest of the novel is a recovery from that. Mm-hmm. In in really good works of fiction
1: yeah no. well, and certainly, if you are looking for drama mm-hmm. that the shape of drama yes uh, or the shape of like, tragedy, I suppose mm-hmm. although this is tragedy as you talk about with a uh usually in Victorian literature, there is a happy ending, yes, because you know the nineteenth century is tremendously optimistic about everything mm-hmm. and and this is of course, where for me many times i'm I'm at odds with the author when I, when I read some things because, it, as you point out, there are things that are – I think there are keen observers of human nature and then there are people who write to a point mm-hmm. in a didactic kind of way, pushing a particular um, philosophy or uh, yes. idea – and uh, sometimes I have difficulty with this. The Golden Compass, for instance, was yes, absolutely written as a child's book to teach atheism, mm-hmm. which I think, of course, is an abs- awful, awful and, and evil thing.
0: That, that was one of the, the first books where I, I enjoyed the first couple novels, but then I was just completely confused at the end of it, mm-hmm. at, at the turn it took, where I, I could clearly see – that the the author had an agenda that they were trying to, to push. Right.
1: And you might even, the G- Game of Thrones novels are, are likewise, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. Uh, the Great cruelty, et cetera, mm-hmm. without redeeming qualities necessarily, mm-hmm. except, uh, you know, human courage mm-hmm. and, and the like. But no transcendence, no uh, sense of providence. And I think many of our Catholic authors are very, very different from that. Sigrid Onset. Um, J.R.R. Tolkien, okay. you know.
0: Absolutely. Uh, C.S. Lewis, C. S. Lewis uh, not yeah. Catholic, but still yeah. a great example of Christian author. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, so what are they reading at the House of Studies these days? You say Jane Austen? So
0: Jane Austen's a common one. Uh, Cormac McCarthy's popular. Um, let's see, who else... Um, Certainly, Secret Unset. Um, several of her novels. Uh, she has a fantastic. Uh, she she writes excellent fiction, but she also has a fantastic biography of Saint Catherine of Siena. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see uh, how the the relationship of uh, a fiction fictional author can really bring to life uh, a historical uh, story as well mm-hmm. uh, in her writing.
1: So, you're listening to The Dominican Dimensions, a half hour of lively discussion about Catholic issues from a Dominican perspective. My name is Father Stephen Dominic Hayes, and I'm a friar at St. Patrick Priory in Columbus. I'm joined in the studio by Brother Bartholomew Cavano. We've been discussing fiction and its uses, uh, especially for Christians.
0: Yeah, and so we, we've been talking about... Uh, how, how fiction is very helpful in coming to understand the human character uh, as well as uh, the, the caution that you need to take when reading fiction uh, because you, you do need to be aware of what the, the author's uh, intentions are and to be able to, to critically assess it uh, as well. Um, but there's, there's also the aspect where uh, fiction can, can be a little dangerous uh, as well uh, as, a, as a form of escapism. Uh, certainly uh, there, there's the temptation for, I think, a lot of people to uh, turn to fiction because they're not fans of their own life, that their own life is in trouble. Um, and so they want to go and read about someone else's life where they know there's going to be a happy ending, mm-hmm. that they're going to suffer, but they're going to come through. Um, and so this can be good if it, if it provides them with hope that, okay, yes, I know that I'm in a struggle right now, but... Uh, I I trust that God's going to get me through it. And you can, as you were speaking of earlier, seeing God's providence providence at work um, is a great thing that uh, authors can do to show the the whole arc of a life that you don't get to experience until your own life has come to full fruition. Um, But the other temptation then is to live vicariously through all of these these characters in novels, and to try and uh, make their life your own because you're not satisfied with your life, and so that that's the that's what uh, fiction has uh, as a as a danger to to be avoided. Um, but if you're aware of that, you you can uh, work to avoid it um, and uh, really take what what is beneficial from fiction uh, and learn more about. That and uh, learn about the human person uh, through these uh, arcs of life where Mm -hmm. you can see multiple lives lived and how God can work through all of them, or even just how losses aren't permanent, successes aren't permanent.
1: There's also, of course, where these basic stories jump ship and end up in different media. Absolutely. You know, so you you always read the book, I say, before you go see the movie. Mm -hmm. I agree. That includes the Bible. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I I remember my... uh, you know, a lot of Jane Austen novels ended up when I was younger in on television. You know, and yes. you know, many times, uh, very very good presentations of them. Mm-hmm. And for people who uh, may not be bookish by nature, this becomes a way to get into it. But I know my sister was just fascinated by the Jane Austen stuff.
0: Yes, uh, BBC uh, normally does an excellent that's job right. of converting yeah. of, of, of English literature. Reasons. Yeah, English literature, English literature. Yes,
1: mm-hmm. but uh, I remember I was at dinner once, and my my sister Anne had been completely. Caught up and then watching, mm-hmm. binge watching these yes. <laughs> these uh, Jane Austen novels and television. So at one point she's like in a blue funk and her eyes are obviously she her mind is completely elsewhere. And I knew exactly where it was. Yeah. So yeah. I said to her in the with the with well, all this around the table, I said, "So Anne, will you be going up to Brighton to see the regiment?" <laughs> she yes. hoped, she burst out laughing. I guess that's exactly
0: what she was thinking mm-hmm. of, you know. Yeah, and that, that, those are examples of good adaptations. Mm-hmm. But then you have adaptations like The Lord of the Rings, which mm-hmm. the the movies uh, do a fairly good job, mm-hmm. but they also lose a lot of the the Catholicism that's underlying uh, right, yeah. J.R.R. Tolkien's novels um, because it focuses more on the action, the visuals. Uh, you have an extended uh, battle at Helm's Deep. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it knows what its medium is, so it's focusing a lot more on that. But it loses a lot of the the development of virtue that J.R.R. Tolkien or really
1: adds to do. things to it that aren't in the original one. Mm-hmm. Like uh, in the they turned the the Hobbit into a trilogy of all things. Yes. You know, and mm-hmm. you know, with the Radagast, the Brown uh, becoming a major,
0: yeah, and they're bringing in stuff from the appendices, yes, and mixing and, so forth, and matching,
1: which is all interesting, but mm-hmm. but not uh, the not the original work at all with, with the mm-hmm. with the precision and the shape that the authors slaved over to yes. get things where they needed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is why. So, and, and you know, there is a sense in which I think a lot of Catholic li- uh, literature has a light in it that. You is noticeably absent from a certain certain amount of the stuff that we do. As I said, with a lot of modern uh, authors, I tend to find myself in argument again and again and again. But uh, with the Catholic stuff, I can really endure it, enjoy it. And now I would say we've been talking about sort of modern literature, Mm -hmm. but you know I'm a medievalist, and there's all kinds of wonderful stuff uh, to study and to to learn about. You know, there's the whole. the whole pattern of um, the Arturian legends and the cycle of the the matter of Britain, it's called, if it's about Arthur, if it's about Charlemagne, it's the matter of France. And the wonderful stories that come out about chivalry, about the practice of um, combining a A vision of Christian charity, even to a warrior class, you know, that you don't find in other places. For instance, there's nothing really to correspond to Christian chivalry in its service of the weak, of the marginal. It's uh, the rescue of those in distress uh, in, say, Japanese samurai culture. You know, that's a complete – what we have from there is the literature produced by that class is completely different and actually worth studying, I think, in – In connection with one another If you want to see the difference um, You know But there's many great things I think That people haven't read that, I mean How many people have read The Song of Roland
0: Yeah I haven't Oh you haven't
1: Okay yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Charles the King a great Charlemagne Sevenfold years Has campaigned in Spain mm-hmm. <laughs> et cetera. But Yeah
0: um, Yeah And Yeah And I certainly think That they They have that attraction uh, And And then Um I think there's also kind of that that same attraction uh so we when we're reading fiction a lot of what we want Mm -hmm. is kind of the supernatural the magical Mm -hmm. um and so we we look for that um in the fiction but really the the best place to to find that aspect of it the fiction is good to teach you about characters human beings that the the supernatural can be a vehicle for that sometimes Mm -hmm. but uh to To really satisfy that that thirst for the the supernatural it's much better to read the lives of the saints, I think mm-hmm. um, because you have real the the really supernatural happening in the lives of the saints many people don 't believe the the saints' mm-hmm. biographies to be true because of all the miraculous things happening right, in exactly them. but they're as, i mean as as Catholics we believe that miracles do happen mm-hmm. um and they 're evident throughout all of the biographies of the saints and so um what your your appetite has been wet with with fiction, maybe mm-hmm. uh you can learn to 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 discover a a deeper quenching in the the biographies of the saints and the lives of the saints and come to know even more of god's providence through that, which is much more explicit in in mm-hmm. those saints' biographies
1: but we're not talking so much about fiction then
0: not at this point not no. at this point, but fiction mm-hmm. uh can can start to whet your appetite for that. Mm-hmm. I think um, you, I mean, you see it even in St. Ignatius of Loyola mm-hmm. where he had the, the stories of knights and chivalry and then the stories of the saints while That's he was right. recovering in the hospital. And he found that yes, the, the, the stories of the knights, uh, he enjoyed more in the moment, but as soon as he was done with them, right, uh, they left, left him, him had, dry. They left sticking, him dry. Yeah, but the saints, maybe he wasn't quite as attracted to them in 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 the moment. They didn't have as mm-hmm. driving of a plot, perhaps. Maybe the authors weren't as good, um, but the the lessons that they imparted mm-hmm. stuck with him and lasted with him. So even though fiction, I think, is something that has a value for the Christian, mm-hmm. I don't think it should be the the primary literature mm-hmm. that the christian is reading obviously the bible should should be right. primary but also but for fiction
1: things. sometimes i think we have less good catholic fission, fiction now than mm-hmm. uh we've had and i'm not sure it's whether or not catholic authors can get the stuff published or if it's all that good but we have had some really good stuff are you familiar with an author called taylor caldwell
0: i haven't heard of taylor Cald- caldwell no the the most recent catholic author that i'm familiar with mm-hmm. is uh, i believe it's michael o'brien Okay. Um, yeah, and he he has he has fairly good fiction. It's it's not it's not like first class fiction, mm-hmm. but it, it's good fiction. and It's very Catholic.
1: Yeah. So, but mm-hmm. some of the co- Taylor, Taylor Caldwell, Caldwell th- mm-hmm. those were um, sometimes you know the the life of a saint would be told by another character who's sort of the subject of the novel. Okay. But experiencing them oh. and and coming into their lives, so you get actually to see. That character is reaction to the presence of the power of God in the life of the saint. So the history of the saint Mm -hmm. is not touched. You even have interactions. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. for instance, uh, um, this. uh, But and uh, and I said with Taylor Caldwell, there's even a wonderful little book called "Grandmother and the Priests," which is about a uh, a rather. It's sort of set in the twenties with a. A lady who is of uh, sort of had a wild youth, but now near old age is uh, hosts priests to dinner, and they tell wonderful miracle stories (laughs) about their life and the life of others, and uh, splendid, splendid fiction. So, as I said, there it's a it's it's pre-Vatican II, but it's sort of we had a sort of a wonderful. Explosion of Catholic literature in those days. Yeah, you
0: know? sort of in a similar vein. Have you read any uh, Robert Hugh Benson? Yes, yes. exactly. Uh, right. He he's excellent. I read a uh, Come Rack, Come Rope recently, uh-huh. which is him telling the story of uh, essentially uh, an, an English martyr during the mm-hmm. during the the persecution. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he does an excellent job of doing this. Interacts with people, for example, Father Edmund Campion shows up, mm-hmm. but right. Saint Edmund Campion, yeah, he's not the the primary focus. Focus of it, of it. yeah. So
1: that's the kind of literature, and which mm-hmm. I think gives the opportunity to tell the story with a certain amount of freedom mm-hmm. and to get involved in other things, and actually to deal with a fairly complicated. I mean, one of the problems I think with a lot of modern literature, but set historically. Is that we end up with modern people 's reactions mm-hmm. to the historical circumstances would not completely be mm-hmm. accurate you know yes there 's um, a lot of
0: anachronism
1: or <laughs> but sometimes it 's what 's missing, for instance, like if you 're Writing about ancient Rome and the persecution of the martyrs, you know, you're you're talking about a society which we you know we sort of glorify in our culture, Greek Greece and Rome, mm-hmm. as a hotbed of, democ- of democracy for Greece anyhow, and uh, you know sensible laws and balanced government and world power of the you know Roman peace. And you know we get this, of course, from our own founding fathers, I think, but you know to actually live in a society where ninety percent of the people it's been estimated are slaves or live a servile status, you know able to be killed with without uh without much ado mm-hmm. by the local authorities this this is a i mean to find Christian mm-hmm. martyrs you know willing to lay down their life, willing to give up the life in this world. Uh, with no fear of the cross, you know, mm-hmm. uh, this, I, I'm not sure we, we've, I've seen a lot of literature that explores, you know, from an authentic historical background, mm-hmm. this kind of thing.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I think we're, we're also lacking quite a bit in stories of the, the modern martyrs mm-hmm. as well, um, because there, there are quite a few martyrs throughout the world at the moment. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, the
1: yeah. twenty-one, what twenty-one Libyans? I th- uh, Egyptians who were murdered in Libya. You know, yeah. you know, crying out, Lord, you know, come, you know, come, Lord Jesus, yeah. you know.
0: And so there, there's certainly plenty of opportunity for I think Catholic authors to right. explore these situations, um, mm-hmm. uh, perhaps a historical look at them, a, a very biographical look at the martyrs, but also. Just taking their lives and seeing what what they can write and as a matter of fiction uh, as well, because it it doesn't take uh, a literal rendition of the life of uh, of a martyr to 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 teach someone what a martyr is.
1: Mm-hmm. So, on balance, I'd say, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think fiction gives us an opportunity to investigate vicariously by living the lives or entering the lives of the characters, um, situations we might not be able to uh, otherwise come in contact with to engage in, not only intellectually but emotionally with uh, the situations that these people are facing, whether it's a moral situation, whether it's a theological situation, um, an existential problem, and to begin to apply them to our own.
0: Yeah, it's uh, and I think that that's absolutely true, and it's important in that respect to to read good fiction, though, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of bad fiction out there, and uh, that's why one of the one of the the key things is I think to to trust the 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 stories that have come down over time. Like mm-hmm. we, you say that we don't have modern Catholic authors authors. You've mentioned that I think they are out there. They they just haven't been tested. Their right, their works yeah. haven't been tested well enough to see which are the best.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, our Lord never leaves us without grace, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Thank you for joining us today for the Dominican Dimensions. My name is Father Stephen Dominic Hayes, and I'm a friar at St. Patrick Parish in Columbus, and I've been joined in the studio today by Brother Bartholomew Calvano from the House of Studies. Uh, Let's now end in prayer. O light Light of of the the Church, church, teacher teacher of truth. truth, Rose of patience, ivory of chastity, freely you have poured forth the waters of wisdom. Preacher your grace, unite us with the blessed. Amen. And thank you all and Sundry for uh, listening to this broadcast. We really do appreciate your support.
0: Dominican Dimensions is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio am eight twenty. Archives of Dominican Dimensions and all of our locally produced programs are available at saintgabrielradio.com.